1: debate discussed on fox sports began as a back and forth on who has more to prove at this point in his career lamar jackson or josh allen
2: yeah and sarah it started there but you know how it finished well fox panelist joy taylor she went on a passionate rant in defense of lamar and took direct aim at those who try to water down his unanimous MVP.
1: I'm Sarah Ellison with Bobby Trossett. It is Wednesday, July 12th, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault.
2: So Pro Football Focus released its preseason rankings for the top 32 cornerbacks league wide, and you may not believe where Marlon Humphrey stacks up according to the site.
1: Plus, as we've mentioned a couple times in recent days, it's that type of year again, when content is slow leading up to camp, and certain outlets run with storylines that don't have a ton of weight. What's the latest example? It just has to do with Aaron Donald.
2: Yeah, we have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with The Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, partner, so Joy Taylor, of course, is a uh, pundit for Fox Sports. And she got on a passionate rant in a recent segment, and I thought it was really compelling. We're not going to get to that first off the jump. We kind of got to first discuss what they were discussing, which is Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen in terms of who has more to prove and. You know, it's interesting. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not a huge fan of these kinds of debates, but I get it. It's it's the time of year, and they're draft classmates right back in 2018, so they're forever going to be linked. So I guess it's sort of the trendy thing to, to talk about. We've already made a couple episodes, not necessarily about this specific one, but, you know, a lot of contractual stuff were compared between the two over the last year or so, so they are going to be forever linked, whether we like it or not.
1: Well, yeah. And the contractual comparisons, those are actually have more substance to it because that's literally how the league decides how to pay one another. It's always like, what was the last contract? And, you know, do we up it based on if you're like a top 10 quarterback, you look at the top 10 guys. I mean, when you franchise tag people, you look at the top five, I mean, literally use, you use other people's contracts. That's what's done within front offices and agents. So those comparisons, um, have to be done um these comparisons as you said is more of a media thing um which doesn't hold a ton of weight and you know it really gets you know fans don't like it but they click on it and all that kind of stuff so that's why these networks do it um so that's just you know trying to put it in perspective as we go in that to me i don't get too hot and bothered by all these conversations they should be done in fun but sometimes they're you know sometimes people get angry about it. At the end of the day it's just, you know, talking heads talking. So, um so so we'll talk about it, but again, like I said, I just don't get too caught up in all of it.
2: So I've pulled three specific clips from this more than 10-minute segment or so on Speak for Yourself again, Fox Sports, and um first it begins with Joy's thoughts on just what I mentioned at the top, Lamar versus Josh in terms of who has more to prove entering what Year six now. Here she is. I crazy. mean, it's
3: it's splitting hairs because I do think they both do have something to prove. But if you don't both have postseason success, Joss has had a little more postseason success, in going to an AFC Championship game, but no trophies to show for it. Lamar's been to the post-seasons one in the postseason, no tro- trophies to show for it. Then we go to accolades. Well, winning a unanimous MVP is a pretty nice thing to have on your shelf. That means you were the best player in the whole NFL, and everyone agrees. Animously. So while that was a while ago, he does have that, and, and he, he won that for a reason. So if, we're, if we don't have Super Bowls to show, we don't have Super Bowl appearances to show, okay, then you know, Josh has a little bit of an edge on him with playoff wins. But during the regular season, they both had a, a very high level of success. The difference is Lamar has more.
2: I thought that was totally fair. Right? Like that's to- a totally fair, level-headed way to look at this.
1: Yeah, I think her best line was the one off the top where she said, I think we're splitting hairs because that literally is what we're doing. Both Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are phenomenal quarterbacks. Um, To me, they're both right below. They're right below
2: Patrick Mahomes.
1: Patrick Mahomes I almost said Patrick Queen that's where I was getting (laughs) I'll stop there but yeah Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes is is ahead of both because he obviously has the Super Bowls and the and, and the MVP so yeah they're both to me the next the next tier under and so we are just the conversation is splitting hairs I mean we're all sitting at home only dreaming to be as talented as either one of these guys both of them are franchise quarterbacks both of them have gotten paid as franchise quarterbacks. Lamar's the more recent one, so that's why he's getting paid more. But um, Allen will get paid again too, and he'll be at the top of the market. Um, neither one of one Super Bowls, and so um, so I agree with her. We're splitting hairs, and that's that's fine because that's what we do in the media. We're going to split hairs, and I think we're going to get more into that. But for her, the splitting of hairs for her goes more in Lamar's direction because he has that unanimous MVP. And like you said, that's a fair, that's a nice accolade to have. And it's fair for her to point out.
2: When talking about that second tier two below Patrick Mahomes, you know, obviously I know we're talking Allen and, and Jackson, but I think, you know, Burrow has to be in mm, that conversation yeah. as well, being that he's actually, you know, represented the conference uh, in the Jalen Super Hurts. Bowl at this point in his young career. Right. Jalen Hurts, yeah. you know, on the They're other all side in of that the tier. NFC.
1: Yeah, they're all in that tier trying to do what Patrick Mahomes has done.
2: Good luck. The guy's on an unbelievable (laughs) heater to start off his career and is still so, so young. But uh, Emmanuel Acho, who is another panelist on this show, Speak for Yourself, in that same segment, actually disagreed with what Joy had to say. And he had this
4: I disagree. I think that Lamar has still have more to prove. And mainly because Josh has gotten to a conference championship game. Josh has won four playoff games. Josh has shown us the ability to get to the playoffs, play in the playoffs, finish the playoff game more often than not. Whereas we've seen Lamar Jackson win one playoff game. So for me, it's like Lamar, I need to see you just be in the dance more frequently, please. And not just be in the dance, be dancing. Like last year, Lamar didn't even travel to the playoff game with his team because I believe he was sick. People tried to question whether or not it was legitimized. I won't do that. But he didn't even go to the game in Cincinnati, I believe it was. Right. The year before, Lamar got a concussion at the end of the game, throwing off his back foot in the fourth quarter. He didn't finish the game with this team. I just want to see Lamar be more present. We know every year if Josh Allen is playing, he going to be in the playoffs and he'll probably win a game or two. But I can't say that with any degree of certainty certainty about Lamar Jackson slick. And that's why to me, like Lamar just prove you'll not only be at the dance, but you'll be dancing when the music starts playing.
2: So, so Sarah, one thing, you know, we got to, I guess, revisit one more time about last year. And that, that wild card game was he didn't make the trip because it was a personal decision. It was because of the swelling in Correct. his knee. And they thought that there would be a chance that he could be available if they were to advance. So let's not like, I know it's months ago now and we're getting ready for a new season, a clean slate, you know, it, you know, everything involved with that, but that shouldn't be, be overlooked just because we're looking back on it now.
1: Well, and it's so funny to me because it's, I sometimes wonder, I guess it depends on who the national, who, which national, you know, analyst we're talking about, but I'm like, sometimes I'm like, listen, I get that you guys are covering 32 teams and a lot of these shows are not just covering football. And so not only are they covering 32 teams, but then they're also covering, you know, all the other major professional sports, but they all come on here with super strong opinions. And it's like Lamar Jackson and that playoff game is a major storyline. So you'd want them to know that, you know, he's like, I believe it was because he was sick. And it's like, no, it he, he he's come out and said like why why don't they know this you know it, like they talk about Lamar ad nauseum on all these national shows just like we do uh, but they but they you know they have more content to cover and they still use Lamar for so many segments I'm sh- he's on all the time and so it's like why don't you know this why don't you know that it was because of his swelling so yeah I'm glad that you set the record straight on that. Um, I, I- and uh, outside of that, I mean, <clears throat> I think it's fair for him to say, like I thought his line of saying, like, I want him more frequently in the dance and then to be dancing. There is no doubt that the Ravens um, made the playoffs last year because before he went down, Lamar put them in position too. And the year before that, the Ravens barely missed out, but he had them in position too. So... um so when he said, "When I know that Josh Allen's in the dance, you know, or when Josh Allen's healthy, I know they're going to he's they're going to be in the dance." Well, the same thing is for sure true of Lamar. If Lamar is healthy, yep. the Ravens are going to be in the dance, one thousand percent. But to his point, Lamar the last two years hasn't been dancing. So if we're talking about who has the most approved going into twenty twenty three, I think that's fair because we're talking about who do they have have the most approved proof to whom. Obviously, they're talking about they're proving it to fans and media, because if you were to talk to both Lamar and Josh Allen, they would both put themselves in the same category. What they care about is the Super Bowl and neither one has done it. And both their franchises believe in them to have made them franchise quarterbacks to be paying them what they are. So they don't have anything to prove to their organizations in that sense and to get to get a contract and they've both missed out on the Super Bowl. So who are we talking about? Who do they have to prove it to? They have to prove it to the media that these, the us, the talking heads, national media and all that. And so it's like, I think for sure this panel, we didn't say this, but there's four panelists, three of the four said that Lamar had more to prove. And it was only joy who said that Alan had more to prove. And I bet that would be true on most national shows. And so, because most people would say that, you know, be, and they're saying it because the last two years, Lamar hasn't had that, hasn't been dancing. And then when he was in the playoffs, he hasn't had his best games. And we can, we've dissected all of them. You could, part of it's on Lamar, part of it's on not having weapons, part of it, Greg Roman, all sorts of things. You know, we're not going to, you know, bring that all back up. But, um, so if we're talking about who has more to prove, it's always Lamar in the media's eyes. It's always been Lamar since he got drafted. It's always been him. He always has more to prove to the media. And so in that sense, I think Ocho's right. He always does. But the only thing that he has to prove really is to himself and to his teammates that they got to go win a Super Bowl. And that's the same for Josh Allen.
2: And, and the way that all those folks harp on it, that may never change. Right. You know, just because he that, could win the Super Bowl.
1: Right. Yep. He could win the Super Bowl. And if he got injured the next year, we we, we would be right back at this. And so, uh-huh. like, in the eyes of the media, it's always going to be that he has the most to prove. And it's unfortunate. But what I love about Lamar is he doesn't care. <laughs> he, he lets yeah. that stuff roll roll off his back.
2: No, he doesn't. We got to be prepared for that, though, because that could really that could very well happen. I mean, we're already yes. seeing it right now with. And again, I think it is fair. Uh, maybe guys like Acho and some other folks harp on it a little bit too dramatically for, for mm-hmm. my, But it is fair to to look at the postseason record, you know, but it's it, we also at the same time, it's still early. <laughs> Look at how Peyton Manning started his career. I always like to cite, you know, the, the the slow start that Peyton Manning had to his career. So, you know, the jury is still out on Lamar Jackson in the postseason. So uh, you're not going to find us overly harping on that because of how many factors have gone into his one and three record to date. Uh, at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, availability the last couple of years, like Achos pointed out, hasn't exactly been there for Lamar. Hopefully that's not uh, that doesn't become a trend, you know, this year. Knock on wood. Um, Let's go in the direction that Joy took this segment because (laughs) it was a completely different one. She sort of alluded to it slightly in that first clip that we played for you. It has to do with the art of the unanimous MVP, which prior to Lamar's in 2019 had only been handed out and divvied out once to Tom Brady. So this was rare territory for a guy who was just fantastic on a number of levels historic in 2019 and rooted that 14 and 2 campaign and yes it has been 4 years now which is pretty wild to think that was his first full season as a starter sarah pretty crazy um but yep at the same time for whatever reason as joy notes folks want to discount the unanimous nature of lamar's mvp listen to her here
3: i mean how far back do we want to go with the numbers we want to go back to who won the mvp in, in in 1978 and compare their numbers to to the mvp last year like because we have made out being unanimous mvp as
4: beings like what does it mean
3: it means you that year yes that year that you play football yes everybody else to play football yes on the same field with the same ball, yes, was was nowhere near as good as you were. Correct. And all of which our This is why I'm said, saying he this has the one most approved. is the best one out of everyone playing the sport that year. But it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that he was somehow unique, unique as an MVP. But yes, as I'm it
1: is. At, yes, look, it is. Peyton Manning won it five times. He was he 49 out of 50 votes. Like, he wasn't unanimous. But are we going to say that Lamar Jackson belongs in the category of Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers or
3: Patrick Mahomes or, that year or, he did. or, or, or Tom Brady? That year he did. Stuff has I, to matter. I can't him, like, we, can't, we can't put we can't him, him in the category see, of those guys watering just because everything he's down. That's, but What that's do you mean? Why? That year, he won a unanimous MVP. That's a really, really hard thing to do. Agreed. There were other really good players in the league playing really good football in the league that year that he played.
4: But was the competition
1: the same yeah, we, as these it, other it, 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 these other? Guys. All these
3: little qualifiers. We can pick everything apart to death. We can we can take apart every single championship, right. every single MVP that's ever been won, and say, well, this guy what if this guy played? He twisted his ankle Carson Wentz is fake MVP. Like we we can go down the list every single time. I mean these these are things that happen. We constantly try That's great. Carson, I'm, uh, no, I'm saying it comes up all the time. Jalen Hurts this year was on an MVP streak, right. and then he got hurt. Does that right. mean that Patrick Mahomes' MVP was not legitimate? Absolutely not. Patrick Mahomes had an MVP like, season. I'm not saying
4: that Lamar's MVP is, it was not legitimate by any stretch.
3: The, I'm the just unanimous saying- nature of an MVP matters. We can't just keep watering everything down because now, years later, we want to evaluate him differently.
2: Oh, so off joy. <laughs> Did you hear the quote in there? Was the competition the same? Of course it was. Yeah. It wasn't light years ago. It was four years ago. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that's the stuff I don't understand. Like uh, it, it was such already such a long soundbite, but where that where it started before that is they started to water down his unanimous MVP. And she's like, hold on a second. We were having a good conversation up till now. And they were, as we said, it was fair for Joy, for Joy to point out, hey, Lamar's been a unanimous MVP and both have are missing a Super Bowl. So for me, that one accolade puts Lamar above Josh Allen, okay? But we're splitting hairs. So then Acho comes back and it's fair. Okay, he had the unanimous MVP, uh, but the last two years he's been injured and hasn't been dancing. Okay, fair to say. So for, for him, it, but then why though, to Joy's point, why do we have to, like, if, if 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 Lamar has more to prove, fine, but why water down what a unanimous MVP means? It, like, and as she said, why are we putting qualifiers on this? Like, are we going to put qualifiers on things when – you know, the Ravens actually went through Joe Flacco of the year. He had to go through Peyton Manning. He had to go through Tom Brady and then and then Kaepernick. So he went through the, f- through the big ones. But in the year that, that Tom Brady tears his ACL, are we taking away the Super Bowls from people who won that year? Are we taking away for the years that Peyton Manning's injured? Like, are we really going to go through and say, well, we're going to put a qualifier on that Super Bowl or we're going to put a qualifier on your MVP or on this and that because – because people got hurt or the competition wasn't as good. No, why why to make your point today to say that Allen has less to prove and Lamar has more to prove? Why do you need to go back and water that down? All you got to do is say, "Hey, that was 3 seasons ago and I need something new, more recent, more recently." Fair. But you don't need to water down what he did that year, which was incredible. And Russell Wilson was going He was on fire, he's a former MVP. There was legitimate competition that year, but they couldn't keep up with Lamar down the stretch. And and to have 50, I believe it's 50 voters to have all 50 say that not only was he the best, but we all agreed that he was so much the best that nobody's voting for everybody else. Don't rob that from Lamar. He already has it. There's no reason to take that away to prove a point in this debate.
2: By the way, I went and looked it up. I think Russ is still searching for an MVP, but he's an MVP caliber Super Bowl yeah. champion winning winning quarterback. But um. Nine time All Pro, by the way. I'm, let me just make sure that I'm correct here. Yeah. He's still searching for an MVP, but your okay. your point still stands, obviously. Um, Thank you. And, and I think, you know, the, the folks that want to talk about how it's the, the length, right? How far it's been uh, since this four season, you know, not even four years since he was actually awarded it, but coming up on, you know, the fourth season since or whatever. Can we not forget that the last two seasons before he went down? He was in the MVP conversation, you know, like through the halfway point of of those two seasons. So, you know, I I think I don't know why what he does gets discounted. I I don't I I don't know. It's I don't think we'll ever know. But like we said earlier on in the show, like this may never change. He may just be that guy because of how polarizing he is as a player, which I don't know why he's polarizing. It's it's mostly he's just special. He's different. And I guess, uh, that, just that makes, different. that makes folks yep. yeah, just because yeah. he's different. Well, we'll take that different because it's come in the form of a lot of wins and, and hopefully the, uh, you know, the postseason wins are, are still to come. And, but, but we, you know, we felt like this was, I, I look, I like joy. She's got some spunk. She you know? does. She's not afraid to speak up. It's a panel full, of, full of men, uh, some former players in Acho's case. And she's not afraid to throw her opinion in there whatsoever. I love it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, haven't heard a ton of her but every time i listen to her i'm like all right all right like it's not just um not only is she passionate which she is um but i i like the substance behind the passion sometimes you get passionate people with not a lot of substance she's got both yeah she's super impressive
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
2: All right, let's keep it moving here. We've got to get to to Marlon Humphrey. We've got a couple different rankings here. One from Pro Football Focus. You'll share the ESPN one. I'll share PFFs because, as we mentioned at the top, uh, they released the preseason rankings for the top 32 cornerbacks league-wide. And I was somewhat surprised. Uh, Maybe I'm not – I mean, nothing really surprises me anymore these days, I guess. But Marlon, according to PFF ranks 20th 20th league wide among all all qualified cornerbacks entering the 2023 season at the top of the list if you were wondering guys like sauce gardner jalen ramsey darius slay who was almost a raven this offseason by the way patrick sertan uh, jair alexander stefan gilmore Marshawn Lattimore, trevon diggs uh, jc horn jamel dean those are your top 10 according to pff so Marlin's not even anywhere close to the top 10. And here is their specific description as to why, Uh, uh, by the way, the the first thing that they write here is a little contradicting once. Oh, I'm sorry. I said once, once one of the very best cornerbacks in football, especially (laughs) asked him to cover the slot as well as the outside. Humphrey hasn't hit his best play in a couple of seasons. Last season, he had just two pass breakups from more than 700 coverage snaps However, he also didn't allow a touchdown all year. That's the contradicting that I was looking for there. But uh, at the end, rather than in the beginning. Okay, that's that. What's the ESPN one that you have in front of you?
1: Okay, well, yeah, that one's bananas. And um, I think there's... uh some controversy in the grading especially of cornerbacks for PFF so I don't know if they're if that's what they're basing it off of but like I, I don't see how anybody who's watching games can be like yeah he's number 20 <laughs> number 20 that's that's bananas so um so the ESPN poll <clears throat> so they've been uh, Jeremy Fowler has been doing this with different um positions where he has been asking you know, front office executives, coaches and players, he's doing a poll with them and then he's getting ranking. So yesterday we mentioned that um, an inside linebacker, Real Quan Smith was number two. So Marlon Humphrey in this poll from from all these executives and players, Marlon Humphrey, much more respectable, comes in at number six. Um
2: that's the one that matters, by the way.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So Fowler writes this about, he says, Humphrey pushed for the top five this year after a Pro Bowl campaign in 2022. That's what's funny about the PFF one, by the way. They're like once a top player. It's like... Yo, he was just in a Pro Bowl last year, so Whoa. that's that's hilarious. So, um, um, so anyway, Pro Bowl campaign in 2022 and a stronger performance than for his standards the previous year. Well, I don't know what the little dig is there. He ranked number two in our 2021 list and is still considered elite. And then there was this quote from an NFL personnel executive, and he said, quote, if you've been involved in the AFC North – you have a deep appreciation for Humphrey's game, ultimate competitor and can do a little bit of everything. Close quote. That last part, I completely agree with the fact that like, like right now we don't know who's going to be the nickel corner, but if somebody emerges more outside, you know, you can put Humphrey inside, or if you do finally get a nickel corner, you can put him outside. I mean, he is as reliable as they come in both spots. We just talked about the other day, about how he ranks among a bunch of pass rushers and defensive linemen for the most forced fumbles since 2018. Um, He just, he, he has a zest for life that I love. He's able to put plays behind him. He's physical. I mean, he's everything that he's a Raven. He's a Raven. Number 20 is blasphemy. Number six much more respectful as, as Jeremy Fowler said, he is elite and he's a big time leader for the Ravens.
2: I don't know if they're like getting caught up in like the lack of splash plays or pass yeah. breakups, like PFF said he's in. Yeah. Maybe that could be it. I mean, he does a ton for this team and you think about, you know, the assignments that he draws too, like, all of a sudden, AFC North has got respectable wide receiver cores basically on every single team now that the Ravens have done what they did this off season, you know. And he's been going up against the Jamar Chase's, the T. Higgins, the Tyler Boyd's, you know, the Deontay Johnson's, the George Pickens, the Amari Cooper's. Like every single team has dudes, and so that's that's part of the why. You know, the AFC North. Going back to what Joy Taylor said earlier in the week, based on what we covered you know, is one of the best, if not the top divisions in all of football. It's a kind of murderer's row, you yeah. know, offensively speaking, defensively speaking, a lot of parody in this division, but you know, Marlon draws those number one assignments. So it's not like, you know, it, there's really no cupcakes whatsoever for him. So None. anyway, we know that he's better than a top 20 cornerback. Hopefully he goes out and shows that this year. And that is that. Let's finish up with uh, our third and final topic. And again, it kind of has to do with somewhat of, I don't know, conversation this time of year. It's pre-training camp, right? Some things get a little taken out of context or perhaps, you know, one national outlet runs with a certain storyline and it ends up going a little bit too far. I think this is kind of the perfect example solely based (laughs) on the fact that they're literally talking about the trade deadline, Months and months from now, based on how this specific team performs, you know, in the first half of the season. Anyway, Fox Sports uh, tweeted out recently that uh, Aaron Donald could be traded. Of course, he's a, you know, one of the best pass rushers in the entire game. L.A. Rams could be traded by the trade deadline if the season (laughs) starts badly. That's according to Fox Sports. So, again, we're months and months away from this. He's literally one of the best, if not the best, defensive player in the entire National Football League. And uh, to me, it seems a little, little whack to be discussing this, but <laughs> it did generate, sure. it generated some buzz online because it's that time of year.
1: This is July content to a T, and we are partaking, Bobby. So, um, yeah. Well, it's funny because, uh, first of all, I think that kind of the context to it is like the Rams, um, are now in like a sell mode because um, they went all out for a Super Bowl and they got it. You know they they spent a lot of money. They traded away a lot of stuff. So um, so yeah, we're pointing this out in July. But yeah, if the Rams, I mean, this is so far away. If the Rams don't play well, then they might consider trading him uh, before the deadline um so these are all hypotheticals that you discuss in in july and i'll just say this yesterday we discussed a hypothetical of a trade for chase young and you know for patrick queen and a fourth round pick i did not jump on that i know a lot of raven's twitter would um aaron donald donald i do not know what the price would be but with aaron donald is on the trading block it is taking me a split second to pick up the phone if I'm Eric DaCosta and trying to bring that guy to the Ravens. I imagine all 30 other one te- 31 other teams would feel the same way. Uh, part of it is because I want him on this team, and part of it is to block anybody else that could get him to make them better. And this dude is an absolute beast one of the best defensive defenders in the league. So, uh, yeah, but that's just a hypothetical at this point, but I jump on it much quicker than I would Chase Young.
2: That makes two of us, for sure. Nothing against Chase. Hopefully, he stays healthy this mm-hmm. year. The guy's an yeah. absolute force. Uh, but just to give you an idea, Aaron's last contract that he signed with L.A. looked as follows. Three years, $95 million. 25 million signing bonus 95 of which was was guaranteed and an average annual salary of just over 31 million in 2023 he's going to earn a base salary of 13.5 million and a signing bonus of 15 while carrying a cap hit of 26 and a dead cap value of 59.5 so mm. this dude has made a lot of money he's going to make more and you better believe that, uh, you know, if the Rams were willing to, to work with some of that, maybe even if they're selling, eat some of that to, to kind of unload a little bit. Yeah, he, he's a, a game wrecker, one of the best to ever do it at his position. And you're right, they sold out for a Super Bowl. Yeah. But now it's like, now you kind of pay the price, you know, mm. they're in limbo right now. You know, and, and, and where do you go from here? Uh, they, they have a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but he was hurt for a good portion of last year in, in, in Matt Stafford. And, you know, you, you ask yourself, like, is that worth it? I'm sure revenue it was to go win a Super Bowl. But <laughs> what about ticket sales for the next couple of years? You know, so
1: yeah, the, well, the
2: price uh, you pay.
1: I know there's definitely a segment of Ravens fans who are screaming at 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 the speaker right now saying yes it's worth it you know because you know how long has it been since the Ravens won a Super Bowl what are we going on now 2013 so yeah 10 years. years yeah 10 okay. 11 years um but I'll tell you that is not I can just tell you that that's not what the Ravens do they did that after right. their first Super Bowl we can go into that again Ozzie Newsom is on record of saying that they've learned from that and they're never doing that again they want to compete every year so uh, whether you want it or not, you're, you don't have to convince us. You're going to have to convince Ozzie Newsome and Steve Busciotti and, and Eric DeCosta, who all share the same feelings. But I will say this on Aaron Donald, by the way, is he's cost a lot, but we do know the Ravens spend money on defense. We know that <laughs> not, not as much a wide receiver, although they, they did bump up by like 10 spots this year, maybe 11, but, uh, They do spend money on defense. Why don't
2: we finish with this with one quick hit? Because we talked about it in our in our pre-meeting and then I was like, yeah, no, we'll we'll save it. Ah, what the heck? Why don't we share it right now? The Ravens have hired uh, Adam Newman to be their chief of staff and special advisor to the president. Uh, Newman has served as the chief of staff strategy and operations and deputy general counsel at the Big Ten under Kevin Warren. So a very experienced uh, professional is joining the organization and they have really, uh, they haven't just retooled at the wide receiver position in the last couple of years, Sarah, you know, now, now you get somebody that's directly under the president with, with big 10 college experience and a familiarity with, you know, obviously uh, the, the college ranks and the business side of things, but you know, strength and conditioning department has been retooled wide receiver room has been retooled. They have been really busy this off season, And I hope, you know for their sake that they can see the you know, the fruits of their labor coming up this year
1: yeah that's an interesting hire. sometimes ones that just go under under the radar but uh probably makes a big impact behind the scenes all
2: right this is wednesday's morning vault coming to a close here we are literally coming up on two weeks out from the start of training camp so We're looking forward to sharing a bunch of different projects that we've been working on over this offseason now that we are kind of gearing up on the 2023 season and so much more. As always, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so by email, by writing us at uh, baltimoreravensvault at gmail.com. If you want to support us and support the show, you can do that through uh, Patreon, patreon patreon.com forward slash raven's vault podcast and plenty more content coming up so for sarah ellison i'm bobby trossett signing off thanks for being with us on this wednesday morning edition here inside the vault